No, no, you can wear that. Oh, okay. Oh. You asked if you should wear a helmet. I thought. Yeah, I was. Just well, yeah, you're a former NFL guy. You should yeah, wear a helmet. Yeah, sure. Tim okay. Terrell in my car right here at the Brent Sopel Golf Tournament. I'm sorry about my voice. I think it's uncomfortable to listen to. No, it's fine. It sounds like you're a blues singer. Actually, we could maybe sing if we don't mind. I can't sing at all, but maybe if you could. Baby done left me. Sure. <laughs> Train leaves at midnight. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Look at you. Uh-huh. Rock and rolling noise pollution, a little ACDC, a little bluesy. Oh, God, I love it. Is that the kind of stuff you used to listen to in the locker room? Oh, for me, yes. Like Absolutely. The, 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 like the hard rock stuff or the metal stuff? Hard rock. AC, I never cheated on AC. Actually, I met the band in 1987 uh, in Wembley Stadium. We stayed at the Wembley, and they stayed at the Mayfair Hotel. I met the lead singer in in the, the, the hotel, and we've been friends ever since. Really? Unbelievable. You talk about a guy you need to interview. Brian Johnson, the lead singer, is the best interview, the funniest guy you'll ever meet. I don't doubt it. ACDC, to me, and I've told this story before, but growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, listening to those albums, listening to the Bon Scott albums, mm. and then, you know, back in Black Forward, ACDC gave nerdy kids hope. Because they hear these not necessarily handsome guys singing songs about getting laid. And it seemed like they were really effective in their quest. So that, well, you know, if those guys can do it, maybe I can do it. <laughs> I never looked at it that way, but I like it. I like it. And let's be honest. The best riffs in rock history. Mm, no, there's no question. I just, I'll tell you, there. I could name off, and I won't do it, for, but I can name off over 100 songs probably. I'm a stalker ACDC fan, so don't get me started. I, I'm getting you started because <laughs> I love ACDC. My favorite song by ACDC, not a conventional favorite, mm-hmm. not even a, a nearsighted favorite, um, What's Next to the Moon. Of wow, good for you. That's a great tune. Because that has that thundering, bluesy riff. Oh, phenomenal. And Bon Scott sings it. Bon it's Scott in the chorus, a, it's your love that wow. I want, it's your love that I need. need. Yeah, it's a great one. Look, oh, that's awesome. I agree. I, that's, a, that's a great tune. I mean, all those Powerage and TNT and uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. When that, and back in the day, they were imports. You right. wouldn't sell them in America. It was kind of cool, so we were getting them a little yeah, bit early. Yeah, we came to Dirty Deeds late yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, right, right, right. I think they had two different like covers or something, yeah. but that's cool. Wow, we're talking about ACDC. I love it. As we should be. And, and, you know, I, I got a great story about how I'm... So I meet those guys, and, and uh, they invite me to dinner. Literally, the first night I met them today. And then, so they finished their tour in L.A. I was playing for the Rams. We were playing the Saints that afternoon. So they finished at the Forum three months after we played. Uh, it was a preseason game in, Wim, in, in Wembley. And so they toured, and they finished their tour at the Forum. And we happened to play in the afternoon, 12 till 3, the Saints. And then they had a gig that, that uh, night, and... And uh, I went backstage, and I was literally like in Wayne's world when they get their tickets. For, totally. I couldn't believe I'm backstage, and they're just being so nice to me. And I just, uh, but it was it was a, it was a fantasy, a dream come true for me. Like so many things in my life have been a dream. Well, let's talk a little bit about your football career because we we dove right into talking about ACDC. We didn't talk about all of your NFL experience. Uh, I, I think I'm, I associate you most with the Steelers, but that's just a part of the overall story. Yeah, well, my, my, I mean, the real quickly, I, I came out of college, 
Harper uh, had knee surgery in high school, went to a junior college. I got 12 offers out of junior college, three as a quarterback, nine as a DB. I want to play quarterback, went to Northern as a quarterback, did well there. Our team went, did real well and uh, wasn't drafted, was a free agent, tried out for the Atlanta Falcons as a fullback. Uh, Dallas, Seattle, and Green Bay tried me as a, wanted me as a strong safety. I thought my chances, because I knew how to run the ball a little bit, were as a fullback in special teams. Ended up making the team. Uh, by my second year, I was a captain of the Atlanta Falcons team. Uh, went on to play two years there, three with the LA Rams, one with the Bills, and two with the Steelers as a fullback special teams guy. And, uh, and, and just met some amazing people throughout the, the whole experience. And I was just surrounded by some amazing people that really taught me how to take advantage of an opportunity, you know, and, and it was just, uh, it was just a dream come true and it continues. What was the high point, high point of your career? Um, there's so many of them. I'd say, it, honestly, when I met ACDC, <coughs> I'm playing in my fifth year and I meet the band that I listen to every song before every high school, college, pros, and then all of a sudden I see Brian Johnson and I'm, and, and, and then I scored a touchdown in, in at Wembley Stadium. That was kind of neat and kind of neat. All, That's badass. You know, what it was cool. Is. It was yeah. cool. And and I, I was uh, you know I was voted. Uh, I had, I was an alternate in the Pro Bowl two years in a row. So getting recognized by your peers and it's like this is so amazing. I was just I at every level for me. I never thought I could make it at that level until I got the chance. And then you're like, wow, I can do this. And it was really like. It was, uh, for me, it really was a dream. And it continues because I meet so many amazing people. Just this golf outing, meeting, you know, Dennis Quaid's here. I mean, yeah. where the hell am I going to meet Dennis Quaid? And meeting some of the hockey players. And I saw these guys. I I worshipped them on the ice. As a kid, I, w I mean, when, um, you know, watching the Blackhawks and now getting to know some of these younger kid, younger guys and uh, amazing athletes. So it's just it's so hard to put your, your, your finger on just one thing that sure. happened. There's been so many. And you've done a lot of charitable work post-NFL, which it all kind of ties together. We're here at a charitable event that Brent Sopel's doing. How important is it to you to use your position, experience, et cetera, to give back? That's a great question, and it's it's the number one thing in my life. I mean, I, I look at my life, and I look at everything that's I've gotten to experience. It's because of what some other people did for me. You know what I mean? They gave me opportunity, and, and that's how I look at it. I'm so blessed, and I work with the VA hospital. I get the players involved. I know hundreds of athletes, and I get them all involved. And it's never about, look at me. It's all, how can we, how can we leverage what was kind of given to us in these experiences that we've had to better society, to help other people out that are less fortunate, that people that are, uh, that people, there's Ray, <laughs> Ray out there, he's hilarious. He knows I talk a lot. He's like, he's shrugging his shoulders like, oh my, Tim's, Tim's never going to leave. But it's, um, it's, it's so important for me to carry forward what was given to me because nothing that I've done in my life is anything that I did. It was really what other people did for me and, and, uh, I just try every day to, to do that, to bring it forward, whether m knowing the band ACDC, I can't tell you, over the 30 years I've known them, I've had everyone backstage because they know, and, and they are just like, they freak out like I do, and they're, and the band's so nice, and so to see other people experience some of the stuff that I got to experience, there's just nothing like it, and then the most important thing is when somebody comes up to you and says, you know what, you changed my life, it, it, for whatever, you made, made a big difference in my life, so. I love it. Great work, great career, pleasure talking to you. Uh, we're gonna kill the recording now, so we can put on, I don't know, let there be rock. Yeah, you got it. You, you yeah, you should have a drink on me. Or you it, me we'll, we'll do Brian Johnson era. We'll go 
for those about to, no, we'll do. Um, put the finger on you. Feel it sounds like okay. a good one right now. I like it. Uh-huh. I put. I like the fact that you know that. For those about to rock, we salute you is nice too. Um, but oh, yeah. you're right. You can't. You can't beat. <laughs> put the finger. I for, love it. First tour I saw was at the Rosemont Horizon. It was '84. Flick of the Switch tour. '87 was Flick of the Switch. No. So yeah. Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. No, Flick uh, of the Switch came after for those about to rock. Well, yeah, it did, but For Those About to Rock came out in 81. Flick of the Switch was 87. That's what they were doing. I, I'm pretty sure. Or no, you're right. You're right, because it was Blow Up Your Video was 87. There you go. God bless you. I'm sorry. James, I am I'm impressed. That's awesome. We're besties now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for watching.